Hi, and welcome back to the Humans Inside the Pods. I know it feels like I say that every time, but I also mean it every time. I was once again very excited to get my next guest on the podcast. Lamarck defines himself here as a cautious explorer, and as lovely and true as it may be, it is also not enough to describe this wonderful person I got to meet on my very first few days in the house. As you'll hear, from meeting to friendship, it was a process, an intricate, slow dance we dissect during this conversation. Technology is not always on my side. I did my best to edit the mess, and I hope that what remains is a dive into social exhaustion, how friendship is built, the impact of high, high resident turnover, the way people experience the same situation differently, boundaries, letting people in, and how inviting yourself to events will take you on a wonderful adventure. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, Lamarck. Hello. I'm opening a bottle, so sorry, happy. at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. It's uh, a wonderful start. No, 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 no. It's like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a sound effect. Yeah. Uh, so happy to have mm. you. Uh, very excited. I've actually just listened, uh, listened to one of your latest podcasts where I feel like my, my day is being filled by your wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you it's nice to uh well just nice to chat with you um I always get a bit um you know when someone say that they're listening to a podcast that I get like oh fuck what did I say <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> automatically like oh, shit <laughs> yeah yeah I, I like to re-listen to everything I rec- I mean I don't really remove anything mm. but I like to make sure every time I'm gonna post a podcast mm. like the one I did today with Emiliano I re-listened to it just before mm. it's like just making sure that I didn't say anything stupid which so I you have a lot of voices in I your head oh mm, yeah that's yeah, good yeah. you're all there with me I knew it I always felt head. that you had a lot of voices in your head <laughs> uh, before we start diving into conversation I thought maybe we can um, have you introduce yourself mm-hmm. a little bit the way you want. Yes. Um, introduce myself. Um, <laughs> who am I? Um, it's really hard to introduce myself. I was automatically going to, you know, in this in a podcast space, it's always professional, and then this is just us. Um, so, I think that I am the thing that came to mind um, is like an a cautious explorer. Um, you know, I, I joke a lot by all that I'm always a bit anxious about everything, but I'm always up for doing it anyway. <laughs> um, so I think that's, you know, that's probably like the, the, the baseline for me. I'm, I'm always a bit, a bit cautious, but, um, but I'm doing stuff that's out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah and if i add some extra bits to that then i think an important part of of my story is being an an empath and being sensitive um mm. 
uh, I think that's why I studied psychology and that's why I work in matchmaking and relationship coaching. Um, I think another part of my story is where I'm from, St. Helena. It's, um, I think it's a really special place and it's really unique. Um, and I think that that gives me a lot of things that I don't like now being away from St. Helena, I really appreciate, um, you know, being this tiny little island in the middle of, of nowhere, which is, um, you know, the sense of community and all of these things. Um, um, and, um, and then I think the other thing that comes to, to mind is, is relationships. Um, you know, if you ask me, who am I in the space of co-living? I'm Michael and Lamarck. <laughs> I know. It's honestly, whenever I meet someone who is, who lives at K9 now or, or, you know, who is part of, part of the community, um, they're like, oh, you're Michael and Lamarck. <laughs> you're like, well, anyway, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I'm exactly. the Lamarck part. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm also Michael and Lamarck. <laughs> mm, I've, I've accepted it now. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a great uh, transition. Like, if we're going to go into talking about co-living, is that how, was it you or him who uh, decided? Oh, my God, to totally him. <laughs> Is that one of the things that scared you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's totally him. Um, no, we we were. You know, when you when you move to Sweden, then like this, I just assumed that you could rent a place easily, and then you get here and it's like, oh, actually, there is no rental market. You have to either buy somewhere, or you know, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> so, so Michael found, or he knew um, House Twenty Four, which you know the original um, tech farm, and we went there when I moved to Sweden because I was going to move in there. Um, but they have this, you know, really silly system where you have to live in bunk beds and then you work your way up to getting your own room. And I was like, I think I'm too old for a bunk bed now. <laughs> um, Especially as a couple, it feels a bit... Yeah, no, but it was just going to be me, actually. But then when Michael... Yeah, oh. exactly. So then when, when Michael uh, came along, then he's like, ah, oh, this is perfect. This is how I want to live. Um, so then he really wanted it. And I was like, well, if both of us live there, then maybe both of us should just live in in the apartment which we had so we lived there for a bit and then k9 um uh, when when lisa started k9 she told us about it and then we were like one of the first people there when they were viewing the the place um so then we were like okay we're gonna give this a go <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> let's do it that yeah, i can exactly. deal with. if i have my corner room <laughs> then i will move in <laughs> yeah it's such a gorgeous room i remember that uh your room i mean i mean obviously i would there was no reason for me to just get into your room for like but i remember there was this one day i think you were lending us clothes for something 
And so you mm. invited us into the room. And I had never been into a mm. corner room before. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, such a beautiful room. I, like, I had no idea. People live <laughs> like this in here? <laughs> in, in this? Yeah, I know. And I think I was a little bit protective of, of that room because I think it was the only space that was just ours. Um, yeah, of course. So then I, I had a little bit of a rule that we didn't have people in our room. Um, yeah, but I think I put up a lot of boundaries like that and maybe I didn't really need to, um, but anyway. No, I understand. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a good question. Did we, did mm. we, I mean, we're all different and some of us need to have these to feel like mm. we can live in canine, right? I mean, I've told you that many times, but I like, I was thinking about you uh, as I knew we were going to talk. And uh, I was trying to remember. The <laughs> I was thinking of that too. <laughs> first time <I'm... laughs> the first time we met was in the second floor kitchen and I came to introduce myself and you said, you were lovely about it, but you said, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm just very socially exhausted right now. And I had no idea what <laughs> yeah. that meant. <laughs> I was like... What? <laughs> okay. Uh, and I mm. quickly learned what it meant. Um, but I think uh, I think it's so great that you were able to say that to me. And I think it's so great that you had mm. boundaries. And maybe it allowed you to stay mm. in K9 longer. Uh, especially if you're there with your partner. I'm just guessing. I mean, I don't know. I was not, I was just on my own or sharing a room mm. with a friend. And uh, I, I think if I had had my partner there, it might have been very important for me to, yeah, have boundaries between what's the, the social life with friends and what's the social life, social life with the partner and what's the mm. life just with him. Uh, it's so easy to kind of have very blurry mm. lines. In yeah, house, definitely. Right? Yeah. But I've thought about that a lot as well because I, I remember saying something to you like, um, you know, I think, yeah. So my experience is that you were so full of energy um, and there was, I think at the time there was people, uh, quite a few people had left who was fairly close to me. Um, and then there was quite a few people who had moved in. Um, and then I felt like I didn't really have the energy to get to know all of these new people. Um, and then you were like, you know, this ray of sunshine that came in with all your energy. And then I was like, I'm sure we're going to be friends, but, but right now I like, I don't have the space for you. Um, but I always felt that actually that in some way, I think it was the right thing to do but I don't, I think it impacted our relationship um, at the beginning. Like, I don't think we we then started um, a, a friendship, you know, until much later. And And I think I should have taken more responsibility then to come back to you or to include you or to, you know, I should have made the effort after. And I don't think I, I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I'm curious but, about your experience of that. Like, how was it for you to hear that? To be honest, I was so... It's so interesting to hear what how people... Sorry, <laughs> my dog is crying behind me for no reason. Um, 
it's so interesting to hear how people uh, perceive you uh, because I moved in a, mm. I've said it so many times now on this podcast, but in a difficult time in my life where I just broken up with my partner and I wasn't sure what was next. And I needed to, you know, mm. saying like I had so much energy, <laughs> but I felt like I had none. And I also felt like I had mm. to make this work. You know what I mean? Like this was mm. kind of like my life for, <laughs> for a life <laughs> in this country at least. And uh, I, I wanted to present myself in, in a positive way to everyone. And I, I had to fight uh, so much uh, self-doubt uh, and um, really push myself out of my comfort zone to go towards people, mm. introduce myself and... And uh, and so there were so many people. Everything was news. Yeah, it was very very exhausting <laughs> in a way, socially exhausting. <laughs> and uh, and when you said that to me, I I didn't realize what it meant. Uh, and I felt I, I'm not gonna lie. At the moment, I felt a bit like oh, okay. Mm. Uh, I felt a bit pushed back, uh, pushed away. But but you did it in such a calm and nice way as well that I couldn't be mad at you and I never really thought about it again I just I, mm. I mean there were so many people right so I just thought okay this person needs space and it's fine I, he's not rejecting me for who I am it's just mm. he doesn't have space for new people right now and I completely I mean I can only like agree 200% with you now that I've experienced that feeling of having your great friend move out and then smiley faces like come in five ten people move in and they're wonderful people but yeah, you're just exactly. like wait what get away with your smiley face this is a sad time for me <laughs> so no i i yeah so basically i think it was a good thing that you did that and i don't think it impacted our relationship i mean what it meant is that we built a mm. relationship where it was time to build it. And we didn't, like, you you weren't ready and mm. it was fine to wait. And, uh... mm. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think the, the thing that comes up for me is at my bachelor party um, when we sat in a, in a circle and everyone was talking about, um, like, their relationship with me and pretty much everyone was saying that they wanted a bit more from me um you know in the nicest possible way that was the core of it um you know um i want to like i've i've sat around to try to get closer with you and you know i've been looking more for more attention from you or, or you know all of these things and and then i kind of realized that i i put up a lot of boundaries uh, maybe to protect myself because I feel a lot and I'm quite sensitive. Um, and also, yeah, I don't know, like also maybe because you have a certain role in the house. Like I had, I feel like I had a certain role in the house, which made, which meant that I was the person that a lot of people leaned on a bit and talked to about their problems. So then I didn't lean much on, on others or didn't show them much of, of myself um so that's why i thought you know maybe i put up a bit too many boundaries and i could have like let go a bit more and and allow people to get a bit closer 
allow me to get a bit closer. First of all, I'm thinking, oh, what a, I mean, it was your bachelor party, <laughs> bachelor, bachelor, bachelor party, and we made you, rubbish friends, rubbish friends. That wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, okay, now yeah. we're just jumping from one memory to another, which is super fun, but it's just like, I remember when you sent out an open mm. invitation to the house to your wedding. <laughs> and my first thought was, I'm going. So, mm. like, where do I book my tickets and stuff? And then I, after a while, I was like, do they want me there? Which is, which, which is also a personal issue that I have, right? Mm. It's like, do people like me? Whatever. That's <laughs> for a psychologist. And you're not Let's here as them. a psychologist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I remember I wrote to you. I was like, uh, so... I want to come, but like, <laughs> is it okay that I come? Which is so stupid because you actually invited everyone, so yeah. Um, but I don't know. It felt to me that I mm. I wanted to be there, uh, and it was such an important moment. And I wanted us to um, have this to build even more of a friendship on. Uh, but it's also such a big part of people's life and. Yeah, mm. I, I remember I had a lot of questions around that. It's like, am I pushing too much mm. for a friendship, for a deeper friendship? Or, but then again, <laughs> so they I'm selecting everyone, in. So I'm part of everyone. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. There is something in the way you wear in the house and in the way you carry yourself that draws people towards you. I think. <laughs> whether you like it or not <laughs> and then you have to deal such with all a, these people that want to know, be your friends such, such a problem that's how i see it mm. no but it's it's mm. I, I never felt like you were pushing away i just i i actually felt very attracted to mm. you i wanted to be around you and i wanted to uh but but there was also something that made me feel that made me feel like you you're not pushing me away, but you're also being very cautious about mm. how much you're yeah. letting in, but in a, in a healthy way, you know. And and I as I was listening to you on Maria's podcast this morning, I I thought about it. I thought you are one of the person who probably understand best what it means to be vulnerable and the way you explain about letting people in and putting boundaries and all of that. And mm. I think you've, you've done a wonderful job. Uh, mm. at, Thank at you for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is hard to do, but I, th I think it's also what would have been more vulnerable for me would be to let my guard down a bit more. Um, I spoke to one of my coaches a while back and um and she's, you know, this very challenging um, alternative psychologist who basically just, you know, calls out your bullshit all the time. <laughs> um, so she was said something to me like, um, you know, why are you, <clears throat> uh, what was it? Um, uh, yeah, it's because, you know, in the house, sometimes I am I feel like I'm giving 
um a lot of me and like i'm having conversations about people's lives and i'm letting them lean on me and i'm giving holding space for them and so forth um and then i put up my wall where i'm like okay i've given you this and now i'm you know no one else is allowed in and you're only allowed that far um and then she's like well why are you doing that um you know and 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 basically it's because i feel strong in that is that i know that i like that is my superpower that's where i am in control that's where where i am i can be admired and i can i can be um you know I, that's how i can get attention and love and respect and all of these things so of course that's easy for me to do um but what is not easy for me to do is to like not be the helper. Um uh, so <laughs> I think sometimes it looks like vulnerability but but it's it's still um yeah m- me being vulnerable I suppose would look a bit more harsh. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you see what I mean? Maybe not harsh but uh, harsh? actually no I take it back it's not about be- me being harsh at all it would be more about about me um yeah not being in control about me um allowing people maybe not being the not being like the older advice giving person and being more of the playing mess making person <laughs> yeah but but going back to the to the wedding thing i think it was like i think it was amazing that that you and that the others came and i it was we had decided when we got married that we, that you know this is such a big trip it's really expensive it's really far away um it's an adventure so like we can't we can't expect people to come um and like whoever was passionate enough to come should be there um and and i think that was a really beautiful thing about our wedding that we didn't invite anyone really people invited themselves <laughs> um and and then at the wedding it really felt like these are our people um you know we didn't choose them but <laughs> but it's like family well, right so you don't really okay. get a choice <laughs> <laughs> I mean I yeah, joke a little bit but totally. I I really like you know when we we did a group hug at our wedding with us in the middle of all of our guests um and and I I really got the sense in that like what is the meaning of the wedding and to feel like these these people are supporting us right now and I felt an intention there that that these people I could lean on throughout life um and and that was that was something that was really strong for me actually 
uh, which gave me lots of peace and gave me lots of strength to think these people came all this way. Maybe it was just for the adventure to see St. Helena, but, you know, but for my wedding. <laughs> but to be fair, I think if you had just said, I'm going home. Hmm. You wouldn't have come. two-week vacation. <laughs> Who wants to join me? I don't think I... I mm. mean, I might have thought about it way longer. And I might have... Because there was something so special about being part mm. of that wedding. Yeah, it was extremely special. Uh, definitely. Those nice. I used to have the, uh, pictures of from the wedding as... Uh, like as my screensaver so every day it would be a new uh, a new picture yeah it was perfect and then michael and i had a fight one day oh, and i was so like lovely. i'm not looking at you <laughs> so i took it off <laughs> and then haven't put it back since so <laughs> mm -hmm. see don't cross me <laughs> oh wow he hasn't made it back <laughs> I, I... <laughs> but um i'm i'm so upset that I, I, re I realized that we only have a little yeah. time left and I feel like there's so much to dive into still. <laughs> what are we talking about? I feel like I, we I haven't forget. talked about co-living much. <laughs> but if we try mm. and um, talk about that a little bit, I mean, we can, I'm interested to, to know about mm. the fact that, I mean, what, what was the process? Like you moved out and a half, of yeah. the house after mm. a year and a half. Yeah. And then you lived on your own for a while. I mean, hmm. with Michael, obviously, for a while. Uh, in a gorgeous place. Yes. Uh, and now you're yes. starting something new. Do you want to <laughs> share a little bit about the process there? Mm, from 50 definitely. People 50 people, to too many. Six people, just right. <laughs> Two people, not enough. <laughs> Unpacking it a little bit. Um, wow, yeah, okay. I think social exhaustion is perhaps the the key thing that that for me um i felt that i was investing a lot in relationships and then every few months people would leave uh, and then new people would come in so i i felt like it was uh, a bit exhausting to go so deep with someone and then start again with someone new and then you go deep and then start again um and what i was longing for was to go deep and stay there. <laughs> and like, if you're going to be in my life, just stay there for a bit. Um, so, so I think that's what we wanted. Um, and also, we were, we were perhaps some of the oldest um, people in the house. Um, and I think I wanted a bit more. Um, yeah, I wanted more older people. I mean, we're only late 30s, so I say late 30s, I'm 36. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think I wanted a bit more of this stable energy uh, with people who who know who they are, know where they're going, and is quite a bit more settled in, in life. Um, and... Um, and when we moved back to our apartment, it was like, wow, oh, my God. It's like, you know, it's just the two of us and we get to, you know, just be together. And I felt like I had so much energy for for my 
friends like okay you want to meet for coffee you want to meet for dinner great <laughs> you know let's do it um but then i i think what we longed for was like i mean the dream is that we have maybe our own apartment or our own small house uh in a very big property by the water of course um and where you have you have lots of shared spaces you have lots of shared um activities and it's it's a place where you can you can stay a long time you can bring up children it's um it's you know a long term solution um i didn't feel that that k9 was was yeah. the long term for us um and um yeah so that was that was the process um and now we have a really beautiful um villa in Tidusa uh with six people and we've only just moved in a month ago so it's all brand new <laughs> cuz i completely relate to that idea that i want something more stable and more um mm. a bit more okay i don't mean that in the wrong way but a bit more mature maybe and and um yeah like you what you're saying like uh, go deep and stay deep i think it was uh, i know it was cedric who said to me once that what's interesting for him in relationship mm. is the the possibility of infinite depth is like he can always mm. go deeper and i thought that term of infinite depth was so beautiful and so right and uh, i think as much as i enjoy meeting new people and it's exciting i think the the most beautiful mm. relationships are the ones that you know yeah yeah definitely for sure and i i think there is such a gift in in co-living that you Mm. you get to go deeper and um and it's almost it's quite safe and it's quite effortless um because you're just around each other so there's there's less of an obligation it's more like you know a slow dance (laughs) Uh, mm. so true yeah it's yeah. effortless, you know. Like you don't have to. Yeah, definitely. I experienced that uh, night before last in in our um, new place, where there was there were three of us at home, and we were in separate corners and doing our own things, but just interacting very, you know, slightly, um, and then gradually, gradually, it ended up being the three of us sitting yeah. on the carpet in the middle of the room um talking and playing and um and you know and i was like we we were actually in separate it's quite a big uh, big space and we were like so far out in the corners and we just had slowly slowly yeah. gradually come together and then we were we were in a deep discussion and it was a really lovely night and i thought this is the beauty of co-living that it it happens so organically like like that you're not just suddenly in the spot where you know the button is on okay now we're here it's five o'clock we're here and we're having a tea and we have an hour to connect (laughs) and then we're going it's just like an organic connection definitely those are the most beautiful moments i i was looking at old pictures and i saw one picture that reminded me of a similar thing when we were on fifth floor with a few mm. people and it was a Sunday and we just had had breakfast just because we happened to have breakfast at the same time and then mm. one person went to the 
art room and we call it that and then was reading on the couch and one person sat on the table started drawing and another person sat starting like playing something and we mm -hmm. were this, this picture shows us all together but not necessarily interacting but we're all there together and we choose to be i mean that person could have read in his room but he wanted mm. to be there just for the feeling yeah of, yeah. you know hanging out mm. and that the dog was there and it's just like it looked like a family sunday you know and i think those moments that are not mm. planned for that are not yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and it also i think fits yeah. i mean it's really fits my my personality as well to be able to just like dip my toe in and then back out <laughs> yeah so much I think it's with Lana mm. that said that it's so amazing to be able to join, but also yeah. to leave yeah. without that feeling of, you know, when you're visiting someone. At yes. Place, you can't just <laughs> yeah. like stand up and be like, I'm going to bed now. It's rude. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things was like when there's, there was like, an event or something going on. And uh, then I would, you know, go to the event and then I would go to my room a little bit and do something. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back down now <laughs> and then go back to the event. And, you know, it's such such freedom. You know, I, yeah. you're never like standing around going like, mm, okay. Oh. <laughs> Albert. Love yeah, that. not no, developing those amazing. social skills. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that was one of the magic things about K9, though, that... It always felt very comfortable um, to uh, to just be in that space. Um, and if anyone comes, I think like when when I had held yeah. events there and and people would would come, the people who lived at K Nine would always just go up to people and say hello and start a conversation. It was really easy. And I think the impression of people visiting were like, wow, this is such a lovely, warm bunch of people. It's so friendly here. Um, and I think that's quite rare, actually. Oh, sorry, that was me banging the table with my ring. <laughs> yeah, it is rare. And I think for mm. me, at least, what gave me the, the power, the energy to do that is because I was at home. And it was it's still mm. easy for me to go to up to people when I feel safe yeah. in my little mm. cocoon, right? Yeah, that's true, actually. When we're safe, then we're quite free to like, just be normal. It's <laughs> a wonderful quote. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so I, I do have my last question that I ask everyone. Oh, what, um, makes, is, uh, what, what makes, makes a home, a home for me? Mm. It's a tricky question um, because I think now Sweden feels like home and I think that is maybe because I feel very secure in my relationship um, that it always feels like I'm, I'm coming home or if I'm away then I am looking forward to, to coming home and I think it is that I think, yeah, it's that relationship that that feels um, like home. Um, but I think it's also like home is a place where it's comfortable, it's relaxed, it's safe. 
um, where you know you're accepted, warts and all, everything. Um, yeah, it's the cliche, right? Home is where the heart is. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> it's a cliche for a reason. Right? I mean, like, especially for us international people who are like hopping around all the time i think you can feel like you don't belong anywhere but at the same time you belong a little bit everywhere um but there is something right now where i feel like i do have more of an anchor um and i yeah i think really it it is about the relationships Mm. um yeah what about you i don't like when people ask me (laughs) i have no idea no, I think it's the same. I think it's, um, you know, when I left my flat with my partner of 10 years, uh, three years ago, I mm. it was I was heartbroken, obviously, but also the idea of leaving that apartment, which I loved, uh, was hard. And I thought I would never feel at home anywhere after this. But And I moved into K9 and my room mm. was like, well, obviously empty, just a bed. And I was like, oh is never going to feel like home and within six months it felt like home and and it's not because of the space itself so much it's because of the people that filled Mm. that space and filled my life uh and to be cheesy filled my heart you know and and um and now i moved here uh well while ago and and at the beginning it also felt like that it's like oh this Mm. is never going to feel like home and now it does um as much as i miss my friends uh it's different times, different place, different people. It's it's hard. I think it evolves with who you who you are at that time as well. It's like mm. at K9, when I was living at K9 for the three years, home was the people for sure. Uh, today, mm. home is more mm. into the the space and more the building because that I spent a lot of time inside and and I've made it cozy mm. for me yeah um but i do miss social relations mm. a relationship so yeah it feels like home but something's missing mm. so the relationship like you say are, are yeah. very, definitely very very thank important. you yeah. thank you so much so we ended a bit abruptly because my dog suddenly puked his breakfast on my couch true story Disgusting details aside, I hope you enjoy this chat. Something Lamarck did not mention much is that he's a wonderful love and life coach and professional matchmaker. Make sure to have a look at what he does, whether you're with someone or not. His advice are golden. Just check out LamarckThomas.com. I'll put the link below. As for me, I hope to see you again next week for another talk with a co-liver. <laughs>